Hey there, my name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and Twitch, and sometimes I even upload the good bits. This is Previously Live. They don't care about facts. Having all the facts in the world doesn't make a difference. Being right doesn't help in terms of like the rhetorical battle. I feel so in, in conversations like this, I feel like the main thing you need to do, you need to get all the being right out of the way, and then you need to get to like the hard hitting shit. You know what I mean? Or like blood sports or whatever you want to call it. The idea being like responding to their points, dealing with statistics. This is just an off the cuff, like, ah, let's get it out of the way kind of thing. And the rest of it is like you challenge them directly. Does that make sense? You know, very aggressive because you don't want to come across as the stereotype that they put out there. Some kind of academy indoctrinated wit who has no emotions whatsoever and exists purely to regurgitate statistics. I certainly have disagreements with uh, Rose Wrist, but I have a lot of respect. I know nothing going into this. Godspeed. All right, so today we'll be debating the Great Replacement. Each person can have about five minute opening. Um, then we will have open discussion. At the end, we will do a Q&A from the audience. So if you guys have questions, See, it's their, it's their mic. It's their shitty. Okay. We will um, ask those questions at the end and we'll do closing statements and final thoughts after the Q&A. So I guess we can get started with opening statements. Um, Mark, did you want to get us started? Now it's a bit loud. I can certainly do that. <laughs> right. Well, when I was asked to participate in this debate, I asked Brittany, the host... Are these people Nazis? Yes. ...exactly what this debate was about. And I was given two different points in a text message that she wanted me to discuss. And both of these points relate to the issue of demographic change. Now, the first issue I was asked to address tonight was, is the Great Replacement real? Well, the Great Replacement, or white genocide as some call it, is the process whereby people of European descent are being replaced in both uh -huh. their ancestral homelands or the nations that their forefathers founded. This phenomenon will lead to those yeah, of it's a real lineup shoe. minorities in places like the US, France, Germany, and the United Kingdom by the end of this century. Now, I'm not really sure what there is to debate about this, as the Great Replacement is not only very well documented in terms of statistical evidence, but as human beings, we can also observe the world in which we live. And observable reality clearly shows us that white countries all over the world have experienced increasing waves of mass immigration, which have already transformed cities such as London into places where the indigenous people are minority. But let's look at the UK figures as a whole on demographic replacement. I'm sorry. I, it's just, it's so funny how they appropriate colonial terminology or whatever, you know? I, I swear to God, it's not going to be long before, like, the, you know, the, like, um, left-flanking types or whatever are screeching about how you're pro-colonialism, like, on Africa to Europe or something. I swear to God, we're getting... If that hasn't already happened, it probably already has. Let, let me, I'll, let me move my mouse so I can turn the video back on. Let me, I... Let me... I can't, I can't... Um, yeah. as they're very illuminating. In 1950, there were fewer than 20,000 non-whites in Britain, the vast majority of whom were first-generation immigrants. In other words, they weren't born here. These people made up just 
0.04% of the population. Sounds Yet like by shit. by 2011, the time of the last census, the non-white population of Britain had risen to over 8 million and accounted for around oh. 13% of the population. To put this into perspective, in just over 60 years, the non-white population of Britain had grown over 400-fold. And since 2011, immigration has only increased. The trajectory is clear. White Britons will be a minority by 2066 or sooner. Now, some may say this is a natural phenomenon, and others, like myself, say that this is so- Remember, the ultimate defeater for this is the fact that the definition of white makes this a mathematical inevitability, no matter what you do with the world, okay? Because if a person who's white and a person who's black have sex, their kid is considered black. It, it, like, in that, like, it, it is mathematically impossible for, for, like, white people to, like, perpetuate their existence at like a so in spite of that fact the percentage of white people has i think gone up with time like for the whole total world population or at least the total number relative to others at least it stayed fairly consistent i forget it's been a while since i've looked at the fucking numbers but like given that like yeah eventually there will be like far fewer white people of course because you defined it in such a way that interracial relationships will produce more of other races and less of white people Totally arbitrarily, but that is what you've chosen to do. So, yeah. I don't think that's true. I don't even care. Who the fuck cares how many white people there are? Something that has been planned and accelerated by the establishment, supported by the media, and furthermore, I contend that those who have campaigned against such demographic changes have been vilified and even criminalized. So really, it's impossible to credibly argue that such a replacement isn't taking place. The only thing we can reasonably debate is whether this replacement has been a net positive or a net negative for people of European descent. And I would argue that the consequences of this replacement for white people, especially white Britons, has been, on balance, profoundly negative. Whether this profoundly. has affected indigenous Britons through falling wages, through rising house prices, or through the destruction of our countryside, mass immigration, the resulting growth in the population of, of these islands, and the replacement of the indigenous people has led to numerous negative outcomes, not least the rising crime, the rising terrorism, and of course the sexual assault, rape, torture, and sexual trafficking of more than 100,000 British girls at the hands of migrants. But believe it or not, the groomer gang shit is total bullshit. Look at uh, Lone Rock's video. Minority. Whilst white people are constantly told that minorities must be given special privileges and a leg up, when white people become a minority in towns and cities, they do not benefit from their minority status. They receive no protections and are often treated appallingly as worse than second-class citizens. And the establishment and the media are regularly complicit in covering up crimes against white people that are perpetrated by those not indigenous to the British Isles. Citation if white people are reduced to minorities, they will not be celebrated and protected but instead they will be a hated and despised minority that will be repeatedly blamed for oh. all the ills and all the failings of the multicultural state in which they live. Thank you. Where the fuck am I? All right. Um, I guess we can go back and forth. So, Matthew, you want to go next? Um, yeah, I mean, okay. I guess um, I don't have much of like an opening statement because um, obviously me and Roserist aren't really taking the affirmative in this debate. But um, sort of, I guess, just with respect to uh, my general position on these points, I would say that um, with respect to whether or not demographic uh, change is happening, um, it obviously is. But I don't think that's really the debate. I think the debate is more, um, is this natural or, you know, I, I guess when Mark frames it as, is it natural or is it planned? That's a bit confusing to me um, because no doubt, whatever our stance on immigration policy is, it's, it's going to be planned, right? Um, our immigration policy is, is set intentionally, right? Whether we have open borders or closed borders. Um, and so, 
when it's uh, framed as, as planned or natural, I guess I'm not really sure what that means. I guess what the question that I would focus on is, is the intention, um, is the motivation for allowing in migration, uh, this idea that we need to erase white people or something like that. Um, I think that's an implausible story. I just think there are a variety of uh, more plausible explanations for why um, people might support immigration. I think it carries certain economic benefits and so on. Um, and then I guess with respect to whether or not, um, uh, whether or not, uh, white people oh. the consequences for uh, white people are on net bad ah. um i don't really buy that the consequences are on net bad for white people i mean i think immigration brings a variety of benefits um higher rates of innovation higher rates of economic growth um the stuff on wages i think is a little uh, sketchy uh, mark didn't really present any I mechanistic so, argument or any yeah. data in support of his claim um of course it's the case that when migrants come in that increases the supply of labor which might uh, drive down wages um but it's also the case that migrants also increase demand for products which increases demand for labor which drives up wages which is why generally the literature on the relationship between immigration on wages shows that it's um it worse a wash. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that there are a variety of, of benefits of immigration. Um, I think that all of the sort of negative things that Mark... So, so far, I don't think Mouthy... By the way, I obviously I really dislike Mouthy, but we'll, um, <clears throat> we're always fair and impartial in our debate reviews. Um, I think Mouthy's opening here is fine. These are the points that I would make. I think having had arguments like these a decent number of times, more and more I'm starting to think that the best opener is to go on the offensive you know because because what 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 the nazis want to debate is like um all this bullshit peripheral stuff like uh you know um job rates or whatever they don't give a fuck about that they don't care nazis don't care you think these people give a shit about economics come on no they they think black people icky like it's it's just like they hate and disgust of black people so my i feel like a goal should be and it's not easy to do this because if you do this really really aggressively like you come off like you're trying to push the issue but i feel like a goal should be to to be like okay look all the data on this is out it's basically settled like we know the facts and the facts are it's just flat beneficial for a country. This shit about crime and job rates is just completely made up. Immigration is fine. Let's get to the real issue here, which is why you hate black people. You know, something like that. Of course, you know, there's not really a debate to be had there because if they just say like, they'll just say like, well, I don't hate black people. I'm just concerned about the well-being of white people. You know, it's it's like it's impossible to really move forward from there unless they're really dumb and they make it easy for you by by saying something overtly hateful. Well, more overtly hateful than this, I guess. But you guys know what I mean. Uh, or Laura would point to, such as increased racial tensions is obviously the big one that Mark was mentioning. Um, I mean, we just have a lot of data on the kinds of things that uh, can go a long way to alleviate racial tensions, and those things include lowering racial wealth gaps, uh, eliminating residential racial segregation, mm -hmm. um, implementing more sort of integrating institutions. So, for example, there's a lot of data showing that when people live together with other races in college or universities or when people work with other races in the military, that goes a very long way towards eliminating racism. Uh, and so, yeah, I just think that there are very... Um, plausible uh, uh, policies that we can implement to sort of alleviate wow. these fears of racial tension and, and um, infighting. Uh, and I think that implementing those are a much better idea than the sort of, uh, you know, just implementing an ethno state, which carries huge uh, opportunity costs in terms of we'd lose out on a lot of benefits of diversity and immigration. And also, it's just not very politically um, plausible or politically um, uh, realistic to, to think that we would be able oh, to achieve that. Sometime, Kat. Hello. Okay. Um, Laurie, are you, uh, do you want to go last or... I think we'll we'll go to Rose. <laughs> um, all right, excellent. Yeah, so so we had two points. I have to pay. Right? Tell me if the Nazis win. We preserve racial demographics, and then to Brittany, are we going to have this as like two separate segments, or are we just going to do all of it in one uninterrupted? 
Um, I think we can just do it in one. I mean, okay, yeah, sure. Okay, then I'll I'll, I'll combine both of this. So uh, on the great replacement specifically, demographics are changing. Yes, that's true, but that's okay. For white genocide and for great replacement things specifically, what needs to be established for it to be considered a genocide and for the great replacement theory to be followed is you need malicious intent to harm white people. Just because policies are being put in place that do affect the demographics in a particular way, that doesn't mean that that's the intended goal of said policies. So for instance, during COVID, we had a lot of lockdowns that prevented you know businesses uh, that require in-person participation from functioning. Does that mean that there is a conspiracy from the government during COVID to run indoor mini golf like companies out of business? No, yeah. it's not the case, right? Because this is a consequence that obviously the state knew is going to happen. We know that certain businesses are going to suffer, but that doesn't mean that the point of the lockdowns was to make these businesses suffer and to have this unintended cons or to have this consequence in that regard. So once again, um, intent is very necessary and I have not seen that adequately approved and I expect my opposition to be able to prove that today should they hold the position that the great replacement as is presented and white genocide as is presented is real. Furthermore, there's also questions to be asked about the motive for such a, um, yeah, for such a conspiracy. So a lot of people will often say the thing about how, hey, you know, from the American perspective, Democrats want great migration because it benefits them in the voting. Um, I think this is more of an issue with the political strategy for more right-wing parties than it is to do with migration as a whole, because a lot of minorities, um, they are very conservative, especially when it comes to social issues. So it's very possible for a lot of right-wing parties to tap into them as a potential voter base. And you even see the change of, for instance, Hispanic migrants, they're leaning more Republican than ever before. So I don't buy this as a motive either. It doesn't make sense. So I'm waiting to see another motive presented by my opposition in this conversation. Um, furthermore, uh, the on to the second thing here about whether or not we should preserve racial demographics. This is actually one of the reasons why I don't like moderated debates or like why I'm super bored by them these days. I feel like the format here offers so much undue legitimacy to the far right position. Like, oh, everyone do your opening statements. Everyone take some time, lay out the positions. Let's go point by point, you know, but like they're retards, right? Like, I've, like I've done this a million times. Okay. Their talking points are bunk. It's they just, they don't like black people right yeah i want like if they want to come on and debate i will but it's it's just there's so much of the i guess the the rhetorical affect of 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 just being mean it's not even about moderating cat it's more like even the 2v2 thing there's just so much so much purported legitimacy you know it'd be it'd be like it'd be like if you were at a house party right um and some some asshole walks up to you and like deliberately spills a drink on your chest because they think that you were flirting with their girlfriend and you weren't like you just like walked by her and they're a retard so they thought that you know or whatever and you're like dude why why the why the fuck did you pour a drink on my chest and the guy who poured the drink in your chest is like oh yeah well you're jewish and you're not jewish not that it makes a difference really like you don't care but you're not you know and like you're about to yell at the guy and then a third person runs in and they're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's no reason for this to get uncivil. Let's have a structured debate to settle your differences. And in your mind, you're like, there, there aren't differences. They're just an asshole and I want to yell at them. But then it's like, no, 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 no. Hold on. So listen, okay, we're both going to take turns. Let's both take two minutes each to express our grievances. And then, And like in your head, you want to die now. Because this, it's, this has been elevated so far beyond what it deserves to be. And yeah, okay. You Do you get what I mean? Do you understand what I'm talking about? So does everyone here get me? Yeah, okay. Racial demographics on their own 
don't really hold any inherent value. And through engaging in a wide range of policies in order to preserve that, we are missing out on a lot of way more meaningful thing that is going to impact mm. people's lives in a way more material way. So for instance, there are questions to be asked about how this could even be accomplished in regards to potentially the curtailing of civil rights of minorities and non-white groups within Western countries today. That's something right. interesting that I want right. to see my opposition uh, be talk about. But then there's also, like Malfi mentioned, the opportunity costs that exist with having a political system that tries its very hardest to prevent these types of things. We talked about you know economic things, and there's a whole lot of other things we can talk about specifically as well. Things like social cohesion and the treatment of white people is also something that was discussed by Malfi a bit, how there's a wide range of different things we can do to minimize and prevent this from happening, such as curtailing segregation, improving economic equality. So I want to throw that out there as well. And yeah, this is something also that we'd be interested in talking about. But overall, um, there are issues that come with migration to some extent. However, overwhelmingly, migration and not having like an inherent value place on racial demographics and instead of focusing on what's going to give us the overall best benefits seems to be the better policy and the better mindset to have in regards to these type of things and we should strive to maximize the positives of these types of policies while minimizing the harms but a conversation about whether or not we should throw all of that out the window in order to preserve these racial demographics in order to prevent these negatives that we see no really real evidence for um i think is a bit silly and yeah that's my overall take all right um laurie back or should we just uh, she's not back, but uh, I'm a <laughs> husband. I've been given clearance to read her opening statement. Okay. Oh, great. Um, I don't know, I'll get started. I was invited here this evening to participate in this debate alongside Mark Collett and to debate the topics of whether the Great Replacement is real and whether we should preserve our racial demographics. The Great Replacement is a demographic replacement of European peoples or white peoples in their ancestral homelands or founding nations. So, from a British perspective, we're talking about the demographic replacement of ethnically British people in the United Kingdom. The fact that this is happening is undeniable. In the United Kingdom, we have a government census which is released every 10 years and which details information about the population of our country. The percentage of foreign-born people living in Britain was 0.5% in 1851. That's half a percentage. And that figure was very stable before and after that year for a very long time. Didn't they already That's do this one? Did they have the same opening? The time that mass immigration to Britain began. They didn't coordinate? The percentage of foreign-born peoples jumps by six times to approximately 3%. By 2011, that figure was 13%. There are plenty of other fit figures we can use to highlight our demographic replacement. In terms of ethnicity, the white and white British share of the population of the United Kingdom, and in particular England, is dropping by around 5% per decade, a figure that will likely increase as contributing factors have also increased. The number of state school children really? of minority ethnic origin in England is around 33%, a figure which is increasing by around 1% every year. And the number of live births in England and Wales categorised as white British is currently only 58%, just over half. Again, this figure is dropping year on year. I'd like to add that although the statistics back up the predictions of nationalists, we shouldn't need statistics to prove what is evidently clear when we look outside our windows. Towns and cities are being overrun. We are already a minority in our capital city, London, and cities like Leicester, Luton, Slough, and now also Birmingham. Even cities like Bradford, in which we have not yet reached minority status, are beginning to feel like foreign countries where pockets of isolated communities have formed. Our demographic replacement is now so apparent that it is spoken about openly by those who support it. Our elected officials, the media and political pundits openly brag about our diverse nation and how our countries are becoming more and more multicultural. In fact, our demographic replacement is only denied when it is spoken about by somebody who is against it. One example of this is the left-leaning Guardian newspaper who published an article titled The Last Days of a White World in the year 2000. The article spoke about, and I quote, we are near a global watershed, a time when white people will not be... Is any of this guy uh, true, Vosh? These guys like constantly? The only thing he's really saying is that more non-white people are in Britain. Yeah, that's true. But, like, it's drawn out into this fucking whiny, like, monologue that has to last a bajillion goddamn years. Whoops. Um, yeah, like, the, 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 the essential point here is, like, nobody argues against the idea 
that more non-white people are present in England or America or what else. Like, nobody, it's obvious. It's right there. Like, obviously, you know. But, like, Nazis will just, Nazis will just, just pour over how, like, no one's willing to acknowledge this. Well, everyone acknowledges the demographic trends because it's just people don't care, you know? Like, what people disagree with is, A, are they a bad thing? And B, is it part of a conspiracy to destroy white people? Well, basically, it's a Mott and Bailey. What they'll do is say, I'm here to prove the conspiracy that people who hate white people, they mean Jews, um, are trying to destroy the West by importing non-white people. And then what they'll do is spend fucking eight hours saying, hey, did you know that there are like more non-white people in the West? It's like, we did know that. Thank you. We thank you. We, we did. But that's not the point you're trying to prove. You're trying to prove the conspiracy and the harm, you know? Um, yeah. I wish they just say Jews up front. Maybe, maybe they do later. Mark Collette and Laura Ingraham are pretty straight up Nazis. So. Be the majority in the developed world, Britain included. Yeah, the same newspaper will call us conspiracy theorists when we share those same figures. Where? See, he says in terms that. Of how this affects the native population, we could talk about things like overcrowdedness, the environmental impact, housing shortages. Uh... See, right there. See how he said that? He had a specific example of the Guardian newspaper acknowledging more non white people in the West. And then he just, he's like, oh, yeah, and they call us conspiracy theorists when we say that. Where? Where is anyone calling anyone a conspiracy theorist exclusively for pointing out that there are more non-white people in these countries? Or did you say something else they said was conspiratorial? Hospital queues, the increase in certain crimes, the hate speech laws that have been put in place to stop us from speaking out in opposition, <laughs> problems in the education sector and work-related problems such as racial diversity quotas across, across the public and private sector. Oh, However, wow. nothing comes close in terms of the negatives to those intense feelings Sorry. However, nothing comes close in terms of negatives to the intense feeling of beginning to feel like a stranger and unwelcome in your own home. Uh, in Bradford, a city that I mentioned earlier, which has a large percentage of uh, Muslims, mosques have replaced the churches. The shop signs are in Arabic. The people there are no more churches. The there's no more English. Knees and foreign food, and there's an overwhelming feeling of us and them. Foreign These food. Do not want to integrate to our culture. Not that they ever could. They want to replace ours with theirs. As our percentage of the population continues to drop, so oh, no, our British food. The solution for our people is nationalism, a strong nation state where our people can be safe and prosperous and where we can have self-determination. I wish this for the British people and for all other peoples around the world. Thank you. All right. So we can open up the floor now, then. Yeah, I guess we can begin with um, go uh, try to try to prove malicious intent with everything that's happening. I don't have to improve. I don't have to prove malicious intent. The whole point of the Great Replacement is that it is happening. Statistically, it is happening. White people are becoming a minority in either their. So this is a lie right here. Replacement is an act. Replacing is a thing someone does. The Great Replacement conspiracy theory absolutely indicates that it is being done uh, deliberately. Um, yeah, it, 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 pr prove these statistics are true. Well, no one cares about the fucking statistics. Doot, doot ancestral homelands or the countries or the nations in which they found it what you're trying to do is redefine it to say that we have to explicitly prove malicious intent or it isn't happening well it is happening mm. it's been proven even your little buddy there the other half of uh, soy squared has admitted that it's happening i mean you two guys between imagine you, talking you guys like make that look and like calling anyone soy here tonight giggling away <laughs> and stumbling through your intros and basically saying ultimately what we are facing today is an unprecedented situation where white people will be a minority. White people don't really like it. There's plenty of social tension. But 
but if we're all forced into one space and made to like it, that's going to be good because you guys say it is. And every time that's actually happened, Ow. what actually ends up happening is there is more conflict. Every time you force more multiculturalism and you force togetherness between people who aren't meant to be together, you create more conflict. This but is the opposite conflict, of the Your truth. solution to more conflict is that we force you even further together because that will be the solution to the problem that you've created. So you can sit there, wring your hands. Um, so this is the opposite of the truth, of course. Um, Areas that have more racial and ethnic diversity have less racism on average, uh, a good by a good bit too. Uh, the idea that like all the races live in harmony when they're um, when they're kept separately is just not true. You can look at basically all the history of everywhere to find examples of this. The idea that if you keep ethnic groups living in separate areas, they won't fight with each other is really retarded. It's complete it's not just a historical it's opposite history historical it's it's anti-historical it's 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 a ridiculous statement at the face of it you know it's it's comical um like this guy's from britain like yeah dude britain was totally leaving those other ethnic groups alone for hundreds of years <laughs> listen okay british and indian people did not have any trouble with each other before indians started moving into england okay that's what I, that's what i'm saying yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't care about the rambling. I don't care about the rambling. So, I mean, you just said, like, that my, the evidence that I provided was because I said so, right? I mean, I can, like, I can reference you, like, a large amount of literature suggesting that uh, when races work together in, like, universities or in the military, uh, this has a market in fact, uh, this has a market effect on lowering uh, racism, right? So, I can actually give you empirical evidence for this. You haven't really given True. me any evidence for the contrary claim. All you've said is, um, well, you've just asserted it, right? So, I mean... No, I've asserted that statistically, white people are becoming a minority, which is true. Your and whatever learned what report about. or big-brained uh, big theory that you've got on forcing people to live together and getting, to, getting them to work together, it doesn't really outweigh the fact that in Britain alone, you've had hundreds of thousands of white girls raped. This is a rape epidemic that is being carried out by mainly Pakistani Muslim men. But I'm sure that's all this okay by you guys, as long as you get all this wonderful foreign food. And I can't remember which one of you midwits said innovation. So, well, I'm not sure what innovations we've ever had out of sub-Saharan Africa, but I'm really looking forward to them establishing a Wakanda, you know, here in Luton or Bradford. It's not mm. going to happen. Okay, I'm going to cut in here. So just on that question I asked before and the answer you give. So you agree with me then that what's happening right now is not being driven by some anti-white racist bias? What's actually no, happening I is that... It's, it's being driven by an anti-white So there we go. Bias. We have malicious intent. So prove that to me, please. But I don't have... To, it does, that doesn't have to be proven malicious intent. But if it's anti-white bias reason. that's causing if, it, if you, that means if that, you that you it's driven with the effect water, and with the goal of millimeting white people. It doesn't matter whether you hated the bathwater or not. It's been replaced by baked beans the effect is the same what? you've got a bath full of beans which is great. Right. yeah so we agree on what? the british mind at work impacting our people do you have that evidence of malicious intent and your dancing around it is not going to change anything is it do you have evidence of malicious intent or don't just, you just to jump in if i may uh, the government know that this is happening because we know the figures so that holy fuck em. this fucking british voices holy shit um yeah so clearly he wants it both ways like he wants he wants to describe a conspiracy but he doesn't want to back it up yeah you know obviously because it's very difficult point to uh to substantiate there i will say that um this is an environment that i don't think that mouthy infidel and rose wrist are well acclimated to um in the minds of nazis like the they're like SDL would fall in this category as well, you know, like they don't care about facts. Having all the facts in the world doesn't make a difference. Being right doesn't help in terms of like the rhetorical battle. I feel so in, in conversations like this, I feel like the main thing you need to do, you need to get all the being right out of the way and then you need to get 
to like the hard hitting shit. You know what I mean? Or like blood sports or whatever you want to call it. Like with him, like it's basically like, listen, there are plenty of studies showing that greater proximity between eth different ethnic groups leads to them being less racist. Also the idea that different ethnic groups will leave each other alone if they are just in different countries is retarded. You know that's retarded. You literally live in England. You've been invading other countries for hundreds of years. Obviously the conflict takes place. It's been getting less bad with time. And the last big conflict that you got into, by the way, was with Nazi Germany. So that was your fault. Uh, so anyway, your bullshit aside, like, what, what, what's the problem? Like, seriously, what's the issue here? Why do you mind fucking kebabs in the street so much? Explain to me, you know, something like that. Like, the idea being, like, responding to their points, dealing with statistics, this is just an off-the-cuff, like, ah, let's get it out of the way kind of thing, and the rest of it is, like, you challenge them directly. Does that make sense? You know, very aggressive, because you don't want to come across as the stereotype that they put out there, which is that everyone disagreeing with them is some kind of intellectual Jewish bug man, some kind of academy-adoctrinated fuckwit who has no emotions whatsoever and exists purely to regurgitate statistics constructed by a Semitic academic environment. That's the, that's the shit they have going on in their mind, you know, so you want to be feisty. Now, no hate here to Rose Rust and Infidel for their, you know, everyone deals with shit how they deal with shit. Is that Nazis only or conservatives like Peterson, et cetera, too? No, don't do that to Peterson. No, 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 totally different. Look, Peterson says fast shit pretty often, but totally different in terms of preferred rhetorical styles, you know. Um, big, big, big difference. Um, I just fucking with my beard, man. Anyway, no hate here, or whatever. I'm just saying, like, that's my preferred rhetorical um, methodology in this. They obviously know the figures as well. And That's they also know that the population, they also know that the population are against mass immigration because they campaign on anti-immigration platforms before elections. So best case scenario, they know that we're being demographically replaced and they know that we don't want it and they refuse to do anything about it. And worst case scenario, they're doing it intentionally. But I don't think it matters whether it's intentionally or they're just letting it happen. Either way, they're letting it happen. Charlie, that's the thing that matters. I think, no, it absolutely does matter, because, for instance, if we talk about the intent on why this is happening, then me and Malthy can provide arguments and be like, hey, uh, maybe this isn't some big conspiracy to, like, get rid of white people. It just ends up being the fact that, hey, a lot of the policies that are very important in the economic development and domestic development okay. of these countries okay. are going to be policies that favor migration. And that is the positives that we want to get from migration that we're trying to get at, and then as a side effect of that, demographics are going to change. And if we can agree on that, that that's probably what's happening, and it's not some big, huge conspiracy, then it's going to be easier for us to talk about them, to talk about the effects and whether or not they're positive or negative. But if you guys have the perception that this is oh, you know, these people hate white people and therefore they want to do what they do, then we're going to have a disconnect in that conversation that we're not going to be able to bridge that. That's why that matters. There are plenty of politicians in the United Kingdom that stand up in Parliament and say what? things like, um, we deserve this because of the empire. They openly gloat about it and brag, it, brag about it. They're clearly very, very proud of it. So to say that there's no intent there when they're incredibly anti-white all over their social media accounts, I think it's very naive. So to be clear, when we say intent, do we mean the intent is to um, to to change the, the the racial demographics and to minimize white people? Or is the intent to argue for policies such as that of migration? And therefore, that's an, like another effect of it, because there's a difference in between those two things. Right. It's like the difference. Huh? Yeah, it's Pigeon's birthday. Oh, yeah, guys, I said earlier in the stream, but it's Pigeon's birthday. I'll let the NPCs kill me. Hold on. This is very important. Pigeon. Two years old. Foot. Foot. Baby. She did a little meow. Whoop. Be free. 
two years old. Yeah, two going on 200. Wrinkly little... Little baby. Between, like I talked about in the mini golf example, is it that the government wants to, you know, run indoor mini golf out of business? Me. Or is it just that their policies that they're aimed at getting at another positive and they're having this unintended effect? But migration isn't a net positive. You keep saying migration is a positive. It's not a net positive. And whatever positives you have, such as so yummy food or whatever other such nonsense. I mean, I like it when you people argue for mass immigration because your number one argument is always we get diversity, as if diversity in itself is some sort of uh, magical shibboleth that makes our life better. It doesn't. And it seems to me that you're now already going down the route of define intent. Well, we all know what intent actually means because we've all got dictionaries, we've all got thesauruses, we can all Google things. The fact Google. is... Politicians, the mainstream media, and influential people who wield huge amounts of soft power in the West have said that this mm. is a good thing, this is a positive, that white people being reduced to a minority is a positive. They have said that. They say that the more diversity we have, the better off we are. And more diversity equals fewer white people. So what they are... So notice the framing here that you'll, you'll often hear with the... Um the great replacement types. So it's possible for two things to have the same outcome, but for the framing to determine whether or not they're morally good or bad, okay? So if a person was encouraging immigration into America because they legitimately wanted there to be less white people, I would think that to be a, a pretty, at, at best, I would say a pretty unconvincing and at worst, like a pretty fucked up reason to want immigration. Um, if it's because you value diversity and like freedom of travel, though, I actually think that's a great reason. Even if the outcomes of those two things end up being exactly the same, the reasons why do make a pretty huge difference. So by conflating, by, by sort of crunching together pro-diversity with anti-white, um, like it's, it's made pretty clear any reason a person could be in favor of immigration is anti-white to them. You understand the consequence of her framing? There is no way to be pro-immigration in a way that isn't racist against white people. There's no context or circumstance in which it could be done for other reasons. In her framing. are essentially saying is that the fewer white people we have, the better off we will be. And that is not true. No, because guy. when you look at civilizational development, the greatest civilizational development we have seen has been here in Europe. And the people that we are importing from elsewhere in the world usually come from places where Important. there have been the least civilizational development. And if you bring people who have created nothing to places that have created everything and mix no. the two, there is inevitably going to be somewhat of a clash. Because people who have created nothing will find it very difficult to maintain the everything that have been created by others. Uh, do you want to go, uh, Matthew, should I? Because if so far, right? So obviously this argument is unfathomably retarded. Um, it's, it's, it's essentially just like every member of a race is of the, is the type of person who would make the things that we say that race may, like, no, it's, it's, it's incredibly dumb. Um, very, very, very silly. Uh, I, I mean, this is essentially just an IQ argument, except without using the term IQ. Um, importing low IQ people into high IQ countries. That's like the argument. Can you speed them up? They're already at 1.25 times speed. Now we can, on the first thing about the intent is, so once again, we don't have any evidence for anti-white driver for this. All we have is a pro-diversity driver for that, which we agree that that's probably the case. So now we can move on to the other things we talked but about, pro such as the effect. Because pro-diversity means fewer white people. Do you think it's See? possible to be pro-diversity without despising or like being ah, bigoted against white people? The subject. 
it would be very, very hard to separate pro-diversity from anti-white because every time something comes more diverse, the things you see taught in schools, the things you see pushed by the media, the different programmes pushed by local and national government are always white, uh, sorry, always anti-white in their outcome. They teach white children to hate themselves. They impose quotas, which means harder for white people to get jobs. Jobs are no longer given out on the basis of the quality of the individual, but instead on the colour of the individual. So when you have diversity, it always disenfranchises white people because that is its purpose. Um, yeah, so I mean, if the claim is that just having more diversity is going to lead to, you know, white people being harmed and marginalized, I guess just like, I, I don't know why this would be the case. I don't know, like, what evidence we have for that, right? I mean, I've suggested oh, no. so far that insofar as we're worried about racial tensions and, um, you know, racial uh, uh, racial uh, fighting, um, we firstly, the effect sizes are very small, right? So like the biggest like recent meta-analysis on this found that like the relationship between diversity and social cohesion uh, is statistically significant and that diversity to some extent lower social cohesion, but the effect sizes were such... Uh, were... Oh, by the way, another good argument that you can make if you choose to about the whole bullshit like um, this is a smart white country, so when you bring dumb brown people in, it ruins it. Um, then why is it that like America is one of the most diverse countries on earth, and we're also like the most insanely powerful, influential, like giga chad country ever. Basically, like it's just funny to say that because like, dude, the the, the low IQ of the foreigners can't keep up with us. But like, meanwhile, America and Western Europe are the juggernauts of the world. Finally, the most ethnically homogenous country of the whole the West is probably Japan, and they're having huge issues with their economy because they're so xenophobic yeah the roman empire is super 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 multicultural um as well it's just dumb you know the most the like honest to god look around the world the countries that are the least multicultural are usually the countries that are multi that aren't multicultural because nobody wants to go there that's the reason why countries that produce and are good and rock uh tend to be multicultural either because of the diversity of cultures within their borders to begin with or because they attract a lot of immigration and that usually leads into a kind of um uh, uh like carryaway effect where that country gets even more pog um and uh the funny thing is is that there are like two opposite perspectives here that nazis will both both bring up because nazis will also pretend to care about non-white people and say that by allowing for immigration we're encouraging brain drain from their countries you know as the most like achieved academics and doctors and what have you go from other countries to america but you can't believe both of those things simultaneously that we're contributing to brain drain in other countries whoops and also that other countries aren't sending their best they're yeah um, yeah, we, we get a lot of high skill labor from uh, non-white countries, you know? Very silly. No, America is not the most diverse country. But again, XM1, a lot of it has to do with where you distinguish, like, ethnic and cultural boundaries. And also whether you're looking at um, chosen diversity or just innate diversity within the borders. Is the brain drain thing a legit argument, though? Um, to an extent, but it's also not one that you're going to fix by closing off immigration. Uh, in fact, remittances, which is money sent uh, to home countries by immigrants, um, are actually a really big source of wealth in poorer countries that send 
their smartest people over to like America or Europe or whatever. So it wouldn't it wouldn't improve things over there. If you want to make those countries better, you have to invest in them, make things better. What is the most racially diverse country? I don't know. Maybe I've heard it's Brazil. Maybe. Small such that like diversity could account for like 0.66% of the uh, variation in social cohesion that was observed. Um, so like the effect is like not that big. Um, you're, you're making a very apocalyptic story out of something that's uh, in reality very minor. And then like we know that there are things that can alleviate the impact of diversity on, on social cohesion. Uh, and I've listed what some of those things are, and you haven't really spoken to that at all. You've just kind of um, feigned incredulity about it. Which, no, I haven't. You know. I've, I've said the truth about it. No, what you're no. saying is, to alleviate the problems of multiculturalism, we need more multiculturalism. And the way you guys talk is, frankly, a complete joke. We have presented here that there have been hundreds of thousands of white girls who have been groomed, sexually abused, raped, but it's brushed under the carpet by people who value diversity. Because to people like you, your diversity... So there have have been hundreds of thousands of British girls who have been groomed and raped that's just overwhelmingly being done by British men. You know, that's it's not wrong. It's just, uh, you know, far right people only pretend to care about rape when it's being done by brown people, you know? Like they will literally pivot on heel from defending Matt Gates or whatever to, um, to, um, uh, like screeching about Muslim rape gangs or some insane bullshit like that. Yeah, really, really, the main issue, like, the only reason they care about that is because they think brown or black people are deflowering white women that otherwise they would want to fuck, you know, that's basically it. Let me throw... If I recall correctly, most of the victims were brown. Anytime people bitch and moan about, like, an epidemic of crime from an immigrant group, if you look at the victims, it's overwhelmingly, like, their own immigrant group. Because that's always how this shit tends to go. And they overstate those crimes anyway. The project is more important than white girls, white children living in a world which is rape-free, because these girls have gone through hell, but you're happy for that as long as you get your lambuna, or you can say the world is more diverse, or you can sit on YouTube, because you're obviously allowed on YouTube, because you think all this is fantastic, so obviously you're not going to lose your channel, and Mad. you're going to make some money off that. So that's why you support this. It's absolutely pitiful, and it's morally reprehensible. If white people, in their thousands, were doing this to non-white girls, you guys would be going mad about it. But because it's white girls who are the victims, it doesn't bother you. So do you we think can that we don't support... Oh, sorry. Uh, do, you, do you think that we don't support steps to prevent refugees from raping white women the best step is not to let them in i hate well, oh I mean, that's if, like i mean bad I mean, framing sure, we could eliminate any problem by just like stopping letting all people in and then stopping really bad framing for mouthy infidel right there there's no reason to buy into the premise that you would need to specifically prevent migrants from raping white girls or whatever you can just say like yeah we're, we're totally against like um we're totally in favor of like programs to prevent rape or whatever you know um given the fact that like the majority of rapes in britain are done by white men then like yeah we you know we teach uh comprehensive sex ed in class or some shit like that yeah that's that's a really bad framing there's no reason to to, to go for that i can't i can't pause or unpause the video when it's dead it's everyone from like having kids right like i mean if like say, like take any like I, I take it that you're pro increasing like birth rates right and, and i am too through like um you know allowing like welfare policies or and so on that make it easier for people to have kids right um 
some of those kids who are going to be born uh, as a result of those policies are going to end up raping women, right? But generally, we take it that we have to. Oh, wait, 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 I've heard this argument before. So what you're saying is because white men rape some white women in very, very low numbers, we should import well, very, very men from elsewhere in the world who rape white women in greater numbers. Uh, Let's talk about this grooming gang thing, okay? Because this is something you, you bring up a lot about the, 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 the Muslim grooming gangs, right? So the best piece of evidence we have right now for the demographic breakdown of these perpetrators is the Home Office report on the breakdown of what these consisted of and who were the you main perpetrators the in those grooming gangs. What do you mean we don't have the Home Office report? report. I have you it on my second monitor right here. Report on that. You they, didn't release the, they didn't release the figures properly, but we do actually have Wait, a study bag. Have but, you seen so, the Quillian one that's we, now being deleted? You don't have the Home Office report. What do you mean we don't have the... I'm sitting on a 59-page report right now. Group-based child sexual exploitation characteristics for offenders. The Home Office report on the grooming gangs was uh -huh. sealed by the government and not released because they said it was not in the public interest to know the truth. Grooming gang review kept uh, I think that's a lie. I haven't looked into releasing it. Releasing findings are not in the public interest. What you're about so, to so that, what am I looking at? What 59 page report am I looking at right now? You're looking at the one in relation to Operation U Tree, which was historic incidences of sexual abuse within the establishment. The it was Home sealed Office and released. Report on the Pakistan. Wait, sorry, Operation what? Wait, what's the second word there? U Tree. How do I, what's the first letter on that? Is it U? Is that the first letter of U Tree? Y-E-W. Y-E-W. Okay, so Operation U-Tree doesn't show up a single time in this report. Just Control-F, Operation U-Tree, zero results. So that's not what it's about. So you're talking about that something else. That report is nothing to do with it. I'm posting this in so, the So what am I looking at then? I'm curious. You can see this and post it in the groups. The grooming gang review was kept secret as Home Office claims releasing findings is not in the public interest. So Operation U-Tree doesn't appear a single time in this report that I'm looking at right now. That right now I'm looking at a report called the Group-Based Child Sexual based Exploitation Characteristics report. for Offending. And what you said it was report. is not true at all whatsoever. So I'm just, in this I can't wait. At some point in this debate, I would bet a, some amount of money that one of these guys is going to say that they're Jewish. I've got <laughs> a feeling that that might happen. I wonder why he wasn't able to make it for longer on YouTube. Yeah, there we go. This is this is one of the reasons why we're always going to win. By the way, it's because Nazis are fucking brain damaged. They're legitimately retarded. They can't. They cannot. They can't keep it together. They're incapable of it. They have no ability to. Um, I'm, I'm impressed you lasted this long, you know? This is why fascist governments fall apart. It's a fundamental... This is why I say fascism is a mental illness, okay? It's too, it's, it's too big of a problem for them for it to be a coincidence. They're just too stupid, you know? I, I refuse to believe it's like, Oh, dude, fascism isn't a mental illness. It's just that all of them are, like, cripplingly brain damaged. You know? No. Okay, so I can read what that what one of the parts of the executive summary here. So a number of high-profile cases, including the offending in Rotterdam, investigated by Professor Alexis J and Rockdale Group, convicted as a result of Operation Spanda convictions in Telford, have mainly involved men of Pakistani ethnicity. Beyond specific high-profile cases, the academic literature highlights significant limitations to what can be said about the links between ethnicity in this form of offending. Researchers found that group-based CSE offenders are most commonly white. So I yeah I don't know what to tell you. You seem to be making this no, up. I'm seeing a report right now. You said it was something else, but on the grooming gangs, you I think Google that is the report. Sealed by the government. Then what am I looking at? I need to understand what I'm looking at. You're not looking at the government report. So what am I looking gangs. at? You can go. I don't know what you're looking at. I'm not looking at your so screen. I, 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 I'll, I'll read out the text of this again. The office report was sealed to. because it was so explosive and it exposed the level of abuse that white girls were going through at the hands of people of migrant descent. So the government had to. Hold on. Let me just see. Uh, Written grooming migrant report released.
Yeah, it was released. In, um... Uh, Mid-December 2020, it seems? Much-anticipated Home Office report. This was released a year and a half ago. Wait, is Mark Collett seriously this behind on his talking points? It was released a year and a half ago. Okay. Yeah, basically, the main meme with the grooming gangs thing is the term grooming gangs is not a legal term. It's not like a specific legal designation. It's a term created by the media that was hyper-refined by far-right groups to exclusively refer to, like, Muslim immigrants. If you take a look at child sexual abuse or rapes generally, like, th this is not, like, an East Asian problem. Isn't that what they say in England? It's, like, East Asian? That's, like, the group? No, not East Asian. South Asian? There's some term. In America, we don't use it, but in, in Britain, it's it refers to people... Do they just say Asian? Something like that. They just say Asian. Yeah, it's it's not a designation we use here in America. But anyway, like it's just it's it's like a statistically perfectly in line with their population size. But like basically, it's like like the far right was like, uh, so Muslims commit majority of rapes. No. Uh, okay. Well, do they commit the majority of rapes here in Rotherham? Uh, no. Okay. Well, do they commit the majority of rapes here in Rotherham if we exclusively include them as like if we only look at group crimes? Uh, no. What if we only look at group crimes done in Rotherham that aren't internet-based? Uh, no. Okay, well, what if we do that between this particular time frame? Okay, well, during this particular time frame for this type of behavior in this type of city, in this type of... Then yes, in this particular way, yes, it's majority Muslims. Woo! And then they ran with that for five years. You know, it's basically like that, you know. To seal it to stop public unrest. Laura, you've got a very interesting statistic from an actual Muslim. So once again, I, I don't know what I can, so this is a new strategy. Yeah, I'm not aware of people saying that the report I'm looking at doesn't exist, but who knows. I think the one that you might be looking at, Rosary, is the one where they changed the classification of the perpetrators that they were looking at so that they could open it up to, um, you know, different styles of abuse as well. But um, there was a, a study done by Quilliam um, a number of years ago, I think maybe three or four years ago, um, oh, which had a, a good sample that's size. that's interesting. I think the report you're looking at is the one where they opened up to different styles of abuse, a.k.a. the one where they actually looked at all rapes and sexual assaults and not just the hyper-specific media-defined grooming gang term. Basically, she's saying your study is invalid because it looks at sexual crimes as a whole rather than the hyper-specific, deliberately cultivated terminology that we've used to hyper-fixate on, on Muslim grooming gangs. 66% of perpetrators were, um, I think it was either Pakistani or Pakistani Muslim. That's actually been removed from their website now. There was a report that tried to debunk it, but if you guys want to go into that, I can also debunk that report. But if you haven't seen it, I suppose it doesn't matter. But I think that's the most accurate report that we have, which said that uh, it was around 86%. So that's a huge overrepresentation. Uh, at the last census, Muslims were around 5% of the population and Pakistanis were around 2% of the population. Yeah, I don't know what, what this, this, this Killiam study is. The fact that you already said that people have no. had a lot of serious disagreements on it makes me a bit worried. I think that trusting the Home Office, which seems to be probably no, the most comprehensive data set on this, is going to be a lot more reliable than a what you're referencing. people haven't had um, disagreements with it. There was one study that tried to debunk it and failed. Uh, so when I, when I Google it, there is, I, I'm getting a bunch of, of things specifically about how this thing is misleading. That's the first thing when I Google Killiam study grooming, I'm getting things about it being uh, 
the things home, thing. But, yeah. why, why are you not listening to the words? The Home Office report on the grooming scandal that was commissioned was never released it was because just, the government said it wasn't in the public. Okay, I don't know what I'm looking at here. It was released. No, I don't know what you're looking at. So I can read out the title for the fourth time if you want me to. You're waving your but... hand around. Your limp wrist is flapping in the air. The soy is spilling out from your orifices. You don't He's know what you're talking about. He's trying to be Paul Joseph Watson. And what you're trying to do is weaselly explain your way out of the fact that hundreds of thousands of white girls were sexually abused by men of migrant descent. But you don't care because that stands in the way of your diversity project. So, once I mean, again, so, so like, like, can, I'll just say, like, I mean, uh, this isn't an issue I've looked Mal the infidel, here's a challenge. Make it through a sentence without saying um. Okay. Um, <laughs> so... The uh, the point I was just going to make is that like I haven't looked into this issue, but uh, even granting the the premise, uh, kind of sounds a bit like um there. Are we letting you okay. off on that? I just <laughs> we have two brand new debate strategies. You're not allowed to say um, and you deny the existence of a report that I'm literally looking at my monitor. These are these are high level tactics. I'm not aware of. But go on, nothing. Yeah, I mean, so even if I grant the, the premise that we have this big problem. I would have cried if someone said that to me. This is exactly why I say, like, in conversations like this aren't worthy of 2v2s. They're not worthy of moderators. not worthy of anything. The, for, for people like this, my only, like, prevailing attitude is like, oh, you want to come on stream? Here, sure. And then I just spend, like, four hours, like, asking them about disabilities in their family history and, you know, like, how they can possibly support eugenics when their children would be mentally subnormal. Like, that's the, like, there's no, there's no point. First of all, he's British. Second of all, like look at like look at this conversation. Uh, can you tr can you try not to say um? Can you you've 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 risked, your wrists are looking rather soy right now. Well, he's saying like the debate they're, they're or sorry the paper they're looking at doesn't exist. Like yeah, it's it's like dude dude was clearly bullied in high school. Black dude clearly fucked his crush. Like it's yeah he's he's not making it back in adulthood. You got a license for that bad study? I wasn't ready to respond to. Oh, <laughs> imagine, imagine being British and trying to bully someone. Fuck me. Can you imagine? God. Imagine having that little self-awareness. No, that's what I said, Sucked on Left. I Sucked on Left. Did you listen to me? I literally said that. Like, you have to provide the stats in a sort of nonchalant way. Because they don't care about the stats. You just have to frame it properly. Are these Nazis good? You? No, uh, the, there are plenty of, like, fucking Nazi debates where I don't care to be. This Britney bitch, the one the top left, is, like, one of those I'm a liberal if you ignore the fact that all I do and say is Nazi shit types, and I really do think she's not mentally well. Um, soaked and left, I can't imagine you going super aggro, like, to match a Nazi synergy. Um, but yeah. I'm sure there are plenty who would like to, like, elevate themselves. The issue is that, like, when when you're a moron and you, like, are trying to attract the attention of morons, any, like, attention you get whatsoever is, like, a big boost for you, you know? Like, somebody could come on and fail to make any point. Like, so far, Mark Cullett hasn't made any fucking point, and he's not been able to back any of his positions, but that's, it, like, that's fine. Like, that doesn't matter for his audience, right? So... Um, I, I only accept debates if I think they'd be fun and if I care to and if I think they're like worth my time, you know um, But after like the 700th Nazi smackdown like it's pretty obvious. They just like the red marks in their face Problem with uh, with with rape gangs, right if that's true, right? I'll, I'll I'd have to look into it more I this is just not an area of research if it's true that this is like a big problem uh, and the scale is such that it warrants restricting uh, the amount of refugees from this specific area that uh, Britain is allowing in. The then that's specific fine, area right? as in the West. 
I don't know what you're talking about. You said it's Pakistani immigrants specifically, right? That was your claim. I was just being facetious. I was saying the place where we should stop immigrants coming into is the West, as in oh. don't let them in when we don't have the problem. But if these grooming, I, I take it that these grooming gangs uh, are coming from a specific demographic, namely men, probably a specific age group, probably, you know, not too young, not too old. I, I doubt like 70 year olds are engaging in this and from a specific country, that being Pakistanis. Right. And so if this is a big problem, then fine, that might uh, that might warrant uh, restricting immigration from that specific demographic. But well, that's a long way from justifying, like forming an ethno state. Right. What I've I can't fathom why this is the I, I have no idea why this is the rhetorical approach we're taking here. It's kind of beyond me to be honest with you. I have no idea why you'd accept these premises. Um, stop. Yeah, that's that's it's really weird. I I understand. I can I can sympathize with the with the intention. The intention being like. Well, I can indicate that their behavior is irrational by pointing out they could achieve their same ends with a much lower level of discrimination. So why go for the higher level? But that's like just not how you talk with people like this, you know, because that's because the, all the logic is subservient to them, to their emotional like they don't care. Like all you're really doing is seeding ground. Um they keep killing you. Yeah, well, like like I said, Dark Souls 2 has been particularly difficult so level 1 because it really fucks with the roll iframes. No, it's usually all ages and the problem is that it's not that they don't they don't seem, seem to stand up against it the families they cover it up. I mean lots of people work in takeaways or as taxi drivers and that kind of thing and it happens under the noses of other people in their community and it's never brought forward by their families. Um, but it does happen to people of all ages. But can I just say um the first topic of the debate was supposed to be whether the great replacement is real. Uh, can I just clarify do you two admit that we are becoming minorities. So once again, there's nothing to admit here. There's no concession here. None of us are arguing with the fact that demographic change is happening. That's not admission. It's not okay. concession. That's nothing. That's just a, a statement it, about you, a description. Yeah, I mean, we both acknowledge yeah. it's an opening, but you weren't here, so I don't. I can't much. turn okay. down the but speed so far. Um, I don't want to have so to when listen you said to that this the, the more. study had like a good sample size. Uh, is it true that the Killian report had 264 cases over 12 years? And did you call that a good sample size? Uh, I don't know the exact number, but it was a representative sample. How and, do you know? Um, so 264 over 12 years. Do you think that's? Does that sound representative to you? As compared to well, the many, thousands of things gone over by the Home Office report? What do you think is better? Thousands or 264 over 12 years? It's happening in, in pretty much every city. So you, you think that there's, there's only been 264 instances of grooming over 12 years? Is that what you're telling me right now? Oh, hey, Mark, don't save her. Don't save her, Mark. Don't save her, Mark. Come on, let me ask Laura some questions. Okay, sure. That's fine. That's fine. Bail her out. Bail her out. Have a look at what you see. Use your eyes. Observable reality. I could start reading the names of those convicted. The fact is, already said, and you can Google this as well, the Home Office report on this issue was sealed. What he's saying is not actually the Home Office report on this because it's been sealed, but he's desperately trying to defend massive aggression. Yeah, wait, so, the so really quickly. They didn't set out to prove that it was a Pakistani Muslim Vision. problem. They didn't, I mean, I think it's a Pakistani guy that, that ran it, actually. Um, they looked at a representative sample and then they said, these are the results. So but to be clear, do, do you think that there's only been 264 instances of, of convicted grooming offenders over 12 years? Is that what you're telling me? I don't have the report in front of me. So I because because when, when, when I said that there were only 264 instances over 12 years, you were like, well, how many groomings do you think that there are? So I'm asking you, do you think that this is the amount of groomings that there are? No, I don't think that's the amount of groomings that there, there are. But I okay. don't know if that's how many is in the study because I don't have the study in front of me. If you have the study... But you, you felt confident enough to say that there was a lot of representative sampling, but you don't even know what the sampling looked like whatsoever. Is that, am I clear on that? I remember when I read it that it was a representative sample. Okay. Sounds... Do you have the study in front of you first in the chat on StreamYard? The Killiam study. Um, I'm looking at a review of it right now where it states specifically how many, what the sample size looked like. So I'm reading... Is it the, is it the study itself? Post um, in the chat on StreamYard, please. 
I can I can pull up the study itself. What I'm currently reading from is a website from Policy Insight that is titled "When Bad Evidence Is Worse Than No Evidence: Killiam's Grooming Gang's Report on Its Legacy." And I'm under the mean, subtext. What do you mean by bad I'm evidence? Under subtext of bad science, and it says that the Killiam report sample of just 264 convicted offenders over 12 years is clearly very partial. That's what I'm reading about. I can try to find the PDF of the Killiam report, but I'd be very surprised if they're just straight up lying about the sample size here. It seems to be a very odd thing to lie about. But I can check that for okay, you. Well, but I doubt I'm being correct. In the chat, but what I did say is that is the best study that we have, and it isn't. Yeah, I know, Shu. Apparently, my hair is defaulting to a middle part. Like, like I'm, like I'm some kind of TikToker. I, I, I comb, I brush it to the side every morning after my shower, and then I put on a beanie to try to put my hair in that position. But yeah, I, it's not intentional. I, yeah, I need a haircut. Yeah. No, 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 sure, I totally get. Well, Noah Sampson looks like an archetypical TikToker, so you know, it definitely tracks. Can we not? Oh my god. Oh my god. Wh Damn, this area sucks. Alright. Oh, whoops. Oh. Every single grooming instance within the United Kingdom, but it's the best one and the only one, to my knowledge, that we have. Because, as Mark says, the Home Office one hasn't been released. So, so what is the report? Group-based child sexual exploitation characteristics of offending from December 2020 from the Home Office. What is this report then? What am I looking oh, at? Oh, by the way, it's, it's, worth, it's worth mentioning that, that I'm looking at that link right now. It came out in December of 2020. The uh, article that Mark linked was from like February of 2020. So it's very likely that they originally weren't intending to publish it and then they did, right? That seems like the most likely scenario given the fact <laughs> that you're looking at the report. Why is that what happened? Then what report are we looking at, Mark? The Why don't you post the report? His area brain can't understand the timelines. It's just, it's too difficult. Oh, man. I clearly understand timelines. The Home Office report into the grooming scandal has been sealed. These things are sealed. I saw Endgame. Actually, a century. And the Sorry. reason they're sealed for that length of time is to ensure that those who were part and parcel of any of this are not alive when they're unsealed. And the reason it was sealed is quite clearly, um, well, there's multiple reasons. Firstly, it will be overwhelmingly migrants who carried out these crimes. Secondly, the police will have been complicit in them. Thirdly, the girls complicit. will overwhelmingly have been white. Fourth, the local councils, MPs, and other people involved in politics will also have been aware of this. Fifth, social services will have known about this. We already know social services have been involved in this. And what, what, sixth, what does being likely, involved there will mean? Be massive community. Um, Wait, what is it? What does this mean? Being involved? Police are complicit? What the fuck does that? What does that? What does that mean? <laughs> social. What, what, it, it, he's implying that it means like a cover up, like they're they're complicit in hiding. I don't even know. It's it's. The, my, I just, I don't have conspiracy brain. Um, <laughs> he's claiming us all the info from the sealed report. Well, was, the report was unsealed. Maybe, maybe he thinks he has the upper edge on everyone because he has the unsealed report because someone emailed him like a year and a half ago and was like, "Hey, I'm, I am a government agent and I got you this secret report," and it's, it was released that day, but he's just gone on thinking he's the only one with that info. The whole time. Involvement from the wider Muslim community. And because of all of these reasons, the official report has been sealed and it hasn't been. <laughs> all right, by the way, this is the end of this debate, right? Because I just found a petition on change.org or petition.parliament.uk. Originally, apparently, they didn't release the report. Then there was a massive petition called Release the Home Office's Grooming Gang Re Review in Full. And then it was debated in Parliament. And then the government responded to the petition, saying that the government was going to publish a paper. This was posted in May 2020, saying that the government, in fact, was going to publish a paper um, releasing the findings of the review. And then that paper was published in December of 2020. Yeah. So you're just wrong. The full report hasn't been published. Wait, wait, Mark, Mark, I want you to do a very simple thing. I want you to open a Google window right now. Tell me when you've done that. 
<laughs> Mark, I'm not going to go with Mark. I'm going to make you do a simple. I'm showing you that information because you seem to be struggling with that a lot. So I know the report has not so been. So Mark, it seems unable to Google. For anyone at home in the audience, all you need to do is open a tab of Google, search "home office report grooming gangs," and the first result that's will be literally what I typed in. Group-based child sexual exploitation characteristics of offending, and you will find the report that we're talking about here. This isn't sealed. This is right there no, with one Google search. That's no. incapable of doing. a report. That is not about the grooming gangs. The it's grooming about gang the, it's report about the was never gang. fully released. It is still sealed. You it's, can say whatever you want, it's but about those that. are the it's, facts. Okay. And the fact is that you sat there with such a smug, stupid look on your face because ultimately you don't care that these girls were raped. You don't care about <sighs> negative He's consequences so retarded. for white people of mass immigration. All you care about... Uh, dude, see what he does right there? It's like, hey, I'm literally looking at the report. And he's like, no, you're not. You're smirking right now because you're... Because you don't care about those white girls. It's it, the fun. The funny thing is, okay, this is a little bit spicy here. Okay, the funny thing is, is that if you look at like Nazi propaganda or whatever, they try to frame Jews as like these incredibly socially intelligent, emotionally manipulative people, and it's like he's, it's. <laughs> I don't, maybe he hates them because he can't do what he thinks they do, okay? Because it's so fucking obvious. It's like, like, uh, the, the white girls, like, it's no engagement with what's being said. Yeah, just massive projection, you know? Fuck. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, exactly. He couldn't rework the talking point after the report was released, so he's just continuing on with it anyway. The report's right there in front of his face. It's right there. Googleable. You can Google it if you want. Um, right there, December 2020. Um, but he can't adjust his talking point because, like, reality never mattered. So he has to, now he has to... You, well, you you pointing out that I'm wrong is only further evidence that you want white girls raped. Okay. About is that the Multicultural Diversity Project carries on and you can sit there crowing about it, making money off it, speaking See, to making money off, like, about it, because that is your political slant. And I can tell you this now, I'm sure that both of you believe in uh, feminism, you believe in all manner of uh, left-wing feminist garbage, but when it comes to actual real women's rights, i.e. the right not to be raped by gangs of migrants, you people are awfully silent. But hold on, we're actually in favor of women not to be raped by anybody, okay? Not just gangs of migrants. I don't know why you threw that in there. I don't know what your take on this is, but I just thought that I would point that out. Go on. Yeah, are you in favor of rape really from yeah, non-gangs so of just, I, like, it's, it's amazing, right? Like, I've been looking at this for like five minutes. Somehow, like, already I know more than like you have, and this was like your main point, right? So firstly, the article that you linked, right? The article that you linked said that the reason that they weren't going to uh, release the full report is because there was information that was operationally sensitive to the police, i.e. if it went public, it would hinder the police's ability to do their job. But then later on in the year, uh, yes, the uh, government released a report uh, releasing all of the full findings of that report that weren't operationally sensitive, and that's the report that Rose Risk was looking at, right? So the report that Rose Risk is looking at contains all of the relevant information on the data regarding Muslim rape gangs. It just excluded some parts of the report that were operationally sensitive and that needed to be kept private in order for the police to do their job. Right? Is the report that you're looking at the one with 2,000 offenders? Because if it is, that report's also inaccurate. First of all, there's no basic information in the report for I think it's 1,200 people. Of the other 1,100 people, 30% uh, of them I think it is don't have their ethnicity recorded. And then of the ones that they actually do have an ethnicity for, I think it's something like 30% oh. of them are white. Now that's an underrepresentation anyway. Is that, because our is country that an was English accent? That's census. not English, right? So if you're looking at the, uh, the government report, which me and Mark think you're looking at, that's inaccurate anyway. Wait, sorry, so which one do you think we're looking at? Which one do you think we're looking at? Can you say is that it again? the one where it's 2,300 offenders? 
in total. Uh, 2300 doesn't appear a single time in this PDF, so it doesn't uh, appear like this is the one we're talking about. But The I, one that they released instead of the, the one that they were supposed to release, uh, there was so much missing information from it. The, the majority of people didn't have their ethnicity recorded. And then when it came to white people anyway, they were very clever in the media, and they said the majority of people are white. Well, it's a white majority country. So 23,000 doesn't appear a single time in any capacity in this report we're looking at. I think you're talking about something different. But we seem it's to be stuck on this grouping sucks, of the reports. Man. I mean, I would say that we're, we're correct because you, you guys have failed to, to demonstrate this. And when we look at oh, evidence, please. everything you seem to say seems to not be true. So moving away from the grooming gang specifically, uh, we can also, talk about wait, some... can, can I mention one more oh, thing, right? Because so in addition to the fact that the report you were looking at has all the relevant information and just excluded certain things that were operationally sensitive. Yeah, yeah, so, certain things like the actual ethnicity of the vast majority of no, the police were complicit in it. You know, having a whitewashed, having a whitewashed, watered down version of the released does not constitute releasing the full report. Now that's obvious. So is the, is the, is the rest of this debate just going to be like, Mouthy infidel and Rose Risk being like, the data's right here. It's literally right here. He's like, no, it's not. No, no, it's, no, it's, you Jew. No, it's not. <laughs> is that, is that the, the whole rest of the, like, they could just look at it together, but he won't, like, he obviously won't look at it because you can tell from the way this guy's speaking that he's terrified right now. Um, he, he, like, he knows he fucked up. He didn't know that the report got released. Um, and he, he doesn't know, he doesn't know how to adjust his talking points. So he's, he's just like, these, these guys, man. These guys are wacky. Wacky, wacky, wacky. Why won't you get a bunch of little Brits with silly accents? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's a low point for the channel. That is obvious. And also, are you like listening if you to go through the names of the people we can who have been convicted and you look at their mugshots, observable reality tells you they are not indigenous Brits. And that's the other thing that you people always fail to do. Well, let him do his ramble about anecdotes, Malky, and then we'll switch to something else afterwards. Right. Because because I was going to try and get another point out, but just can't. No, it seems very difficult. We'll just move yeah. on from doing this. Your worldview is as simple as that. Got a question for you, you feminazi Jewish soy liberal limp wrist cuckolds why is it if if muslim grooming gangs aren't a problem then why is it when i google muslim grooming gangs the people what in the photos always look muslims oh oi <laughs> curious isn't it <laughs> i can't uh You made his point better than him, be careful. Oh yeah, fuck, you're right, I'm, I'm stealing his arguments right now. Oh, I can't laugh too hard or I'll start coughing again. Let me through. Yeah, so I mean, I guess we can move on from this. Um, I don't Dude. know what we want the next point to be. Um, I mean, I mean th this whole thing started from you pivoting from the point about social cohesion to start bringing up like the grooming gangs, right? What? I mean, what are you talking pivoting? Social what? cohesion? What? When what? you have what? white girls what? on mass being raped what? by migrants. So don't bring that up. Cohesion. We've gone over that and you don't seem to be able to provide evidence for that. That's satisfactory. So we'll move on to something else. become a minority in towns like Rotherham and Telford. And the government have covered this up because multiculturalism, state-enforced multiculturalism, is the holy shibboleth of our society. So it can never be criticized. What? So when you're talking about community cohesion, I'm saying <laughs> there is no cohesion. Yeah, this is actually unbelievable. It's story time. It's too early for this. 
Okay, so we can talk about, so there are issues that exist with enclaves to some extent that does arise from migration. We agree that this is something that can happen. Oh, since I'm giving rhetorical advice or whatever, I think Rosewrish just could have, did a good job there. If a person's just rambling and not engaging, you can just call it rambling. You can, like, talk over them. Like, not to, like, scream them down or whatever, because that will only make them shout louder, but just be like, okay, all right, let me know when you're done, let me know when you're done. Like, hand wavy, because they're just rambling to, like, filibuster at that point. Um, uh, uh, um... A contempt, like obvious verbally expressed contempt, is good in situations like this, I think. Stop! Sorry. Um, yeah, uh, uh, the expression of consent, uh, contempt is, is, is rhetorically useful, you know, making fun of them. And don't be afraid. Yeah, be condescending. Don't, don't be afraid to um, um, Repeat questions or, or interrupt or whatever, you know? Um, don't be afraid of doing that. It's it's very important in debates like this where truth does not matter to them. To make them feel bad, you know? Like, just make them feel bad. That's something that does exist to some extent. So the question should then be, okay, because you guys don't seem to want to fight us on the things about, for example, economic benefits and stuff like that. So how do we no minimize these types of, there are no economic benefits of migration? Did there you just no say that? There are no economic benefits. There are no, there are no economic benefits. Unless you take raw rises in GDP, not GDP per capita, but raw rises in GDP as the uh, benefit, <laughs> there is no benefit. What people end up doing in Wages countries that grow their population to cause rising GDP is you have overcrowding, destruction of the countryside, you have falling wages Falling quality of life, but Wait, just people go who put raw GDP on a pedestal, they are fools. And that is exactly what Western governments have done. When you look at the effect of migrant workers on the West, it is always bad for people of European descent. And you see this in the UK. Ferries have just sacked all of their British workers and replaced them with foreign workers because they can pay foreign workers cheaper wages. This comes out time and time again and simple and support supply workers and demand rights. tells you that if you oh keep God. increasing the supply of workers the wages for those workers will fall it's simple you just don't know how supply and demand works okay like sure when more workers come in that increases the supply of workers you know what else it does increases the demand for products which increases sure. the demand for workers which increases wages right? this, is why this is like this is like uh, supply and demand 101 right this is why the impact of uh, immigration on wages is generally a wash right Quality of life in the West is not going up. Quality of life is getting worse. So, which for factors have nothing to do with immigration. If the if the idea that like having more people in the country drives wages down is true, wouldn't that mean that countries with small populations would always have the highest wages? Like, like think for a second. Like, really think for a second. Like, oh, then shouldn't America, with its three hundred million people, have much lower wages on average than Estonia, with its around one million people? Oh, but reality. It's not, it's not like that? Well, why is that? Well, obviously, because the more people there are in a country, the greater a demand there is for every product and service that would create a job. Very straightforward stuff, but, you know. Nazi economic skill, not so good. Really not so good. German economy was uh, not doing too great under World War II. Sorry for shouting, it's late for numerous reasons, and one of those reasons, or major driving factor in the worsening quality of life, is mass immigration, for multiple reasons. That's that doesn't speak to anything that I just said. I don't know why you saw fit to just start rambling about nothing after I did I'm not rambling about point. nothing. I'm saying it pushes down wages. I've just given you a real-world example that's happened in the last month of basically British workers losing their jobs for lower-paid migrant workers. And I've stated and that pay those not everything more. is about growth in raw GDP. There is also quality of life.
So generally speaking, when we're trying to uh, analyze the impact of immigration on wages, we don't point to specific anecdotes and say, hey, look, these are wages that had their, or these are- No, no we don't give actual examples of oh. white people losing their jobs to migrants, because that would defeat your point. Oh. Well, no, it doesn't defeat my point. That's the problem, right? That's why I'm saying you shouldn't bring it up, right? You should try and bring up something that actually would defeat my point so that we could have a more fruitful discussion, right? Because when we're trying to analyze the impact in general of immigration on wages, we don't, it's not, it's not sufficient to just say, hey, here's a group of people who had their wages docked by immigration, right? Because there could be another group of white people who had their wages increased by immigration. Something that I really like doing, by the way, is really layer on the condescension, you know? Like, hey, you're you're white. You're supposed to be a champion of the white race, right? Then why is it that you are seemingly genetically incapable of grasping even the simplest precepts of any kind of sociological analysis? This is called anecdotal evidence, you fucking moron. Like, you can't... It's like, oh, did you hear this one story of this, this one time a migrant worker got a guy? Great. Here's a published data, like study over 20 years that shows that immigration leads to net average higher wages. Okay, we're done. Like, it's just wasting time. It is, it is funny, you know, because the Nazis talk about how the West is great. Guys, you realize that before the Enlightenment, the West was not in any way, like, globally enviable, Right? Like, it, like back, back like four or five hundred years ago, like the whole world was like basically a feudalist shit pit with variants, I admit. But the stuff that made the West great in every way they claim it did was because of ideologies they outwardly oppose, you know? Like what, they're supposed to be pro-enlightenment? Enlightenment, the Brotherhood Fraternity Equality? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, some Nazis are great champions of, of, the, of, the, of the enlightenment. I'm sure... Um, uh god what was that french dude who wrote a billion fucking things plays and everything um voltaire yeah i'm sure i'm sure yeah voltaire thank you i'm sure uh, uh they would have gotten along great with voltaire yeah. i'm sure they would have had a phenomenal correspondence Well, what it began mostly because of colonialism soaked and left. But when w colonialism like distinguished the West, I think in a in an in an economic did I just die? Fuck, in an economic sense, you know, we became more militarily and economically powerful. Um, but in terms of like, because they talk about cultural supremacy, right? Like, I don't like culturally. I don't think there was a tremendous distinction. Obviously, there are huge differences. But in terms of what we would now in the modern world consider to be like a more well, enlightened society, um, that, that would have been ideological stuff. They would have vehemently opposed. Um, yeah. This is why when we're doing statistical studies on the impact of immigration on wages, we want to look at averages. We want to look at the aggregate impact. Now, we can disaggregate this based on like different income levels if we want to, right? But even that, it, it requires more than just like pointing to, to anecdotes uh, and then extrapolating from that statistical generalities, right? Economics is just a little bit more complicated than that. Well, thank you for that word salad, but it still doesn't change the fact salad. that we see time He's and again so dumb. Western workers, people in the West, uh, France, Germany, the UK, being replaced by migrant workers who are willing to work for lower wages. This has happened multiple times. There was a huge scandal a few years ago during the middle of COVID where fruit pickers on farm for farm work were being flown in from all over Europe. And British workers weren't being employed. Oh, These scandals happen time and time again. And it has led... They said that no white people had applied for the job, so they had to outsource it to other countries. And then it was, like, I think it was 35,000, or was it 3,500 
British people had applied for the jobs and they'd all been declined. Yeah, I, this is all just kind of confusing to me because I think I gave like a very clear explanation of why pointing to anecdotes isn't sufficient when we're trying to analyze general economic impacts of certain policies. And then rather than actually addressing any of that, you just gave me like another anecdote, right? I mean, do you just like rely on your audience being too stupid to understand what I said so that you can just not address it and like pretend that... No, what we rely on is real world examples that back up what we're saying. What we don't rely so on that's is a yes the George Soros-funded report <laughs> okay, that tells everybody on your side of the political fence what they want to hear and tells them that they should be happy about this process whilst they're all living in shoeboxes, eating the bugs. So, so remember what I said earlier about how you don't want to talk in a way that leans you into the stereotype of a... And that was part one of a two-part podcast. If you're interested in finishing it, then uh, you should wait for the next episode.